Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero by Rick Riordan. <laughs> and I'm going to be continuing reading Chapter 10, Piper. You must save Hera to prevent great evil, Rachel continued, some sort of king from rising. For reasons we don't yet understand, it must happen by the winter solstice. Only four days from now. That's the council day of the gods, Annabeth said. If the gods don't already know Hera's gone, they will definitely notice her absence by then. We'll probably break out fighting, accusing each other of taking her. That's what they usually do. The winter solstice, Chiron spoke up, is also the time of great darkness. The gods gather that day as mortals always have because there's strength, because there's strength in numbers. The solstice is a day when evil magic is strong, ancient ma magic, older than the gods. It is a day when things stir. The way he said it, stirring, sounded absolutely sinister, like it should be a first-degree felony, felony, not something you did to a cookie dough. Okay, Annabeth said, glaring at the centaur. Thank you, Captain Sunshine. Whatever's going on, I agree with Rachel. Jason has been chosen to lead this quest. So, why hasn't he been claimed? Somebody yelled from the Ares cabin. If he's so important, he has been claimed, Karen announced, a long time ago. Jason, give him a demonstration. At first, Jason didn't seem to understand. He stepped out nervously forward, but Piper couldn't help thinking how amazing he looked with his blonde hair glowing in the firelight, his regal features like a Roman statue. He glanced at Piper, and she nodded encouragingly. She mimicked, she mimicked flipping a coin. Jason reached into his pocket. His coin flashed in the air, and when he caught it in his hand, he was holding a lance, a rod of gold about seven feet long, with a spear tip at one end. The other demigods gasped. Rachel and Annabeth stepped back to avoid the point, which looked sharp as an ice pick. Wasn't that... Annabeth hesitated. I thought you had a sword. Um, it came up in tails, I think, Jason said. Same coin, long-range weapon form. Dude, I want one, yelled someone from the Ares cabin. Better than Clarice's electric spear, lamer, one of his brothers agrees. Electric, Jason muttered, like that was a good idea. Back away. Annabeth and Rachel got the message. Jason raised his javelin, and thunder broke open in the sky. Every hair on Piper's arms stood straight up. Lightning arched down through the golden spear's point and hit the campfire with the force of an artillery shell. When the smoke cleared and the ringing in Piper's ears subsided, the entire camp, the entire camp was sat frozen in shock, half blind, covered in ashes, staring at the place where the fire had been. Cinders rained down everywhere. A burning log had impaled itself in a few inches from the sleeping kid Clovis, who hadn't even stirred. Jason lowered his lance. Um, sorry? Karen brushed some burning coals out of his beard. He grimaced as if the worst fears had been confirmed. A little overkill, perhaps, but you've made your point, and I believe you know we know who your father is. Jupiter, Jason said. I mean, Zeus, Lord of the Sky. Piper couldn't help smiling. That made perfect sense. The most powerful god, father of all the greatest heroes in the ancient myths. No one else could possibly 
be Jason's dad. Apparently, the rest of the camp wasn't so sure. Everything broke into chaos with dozens of people asking questions until Annabeth raised her arms. Hold it, she said. How can he be son of Zeus? The big three, they're packed not to have mortal kids. How could we not have known about him sooner? Chiron didn't answer, but Piper got the feeling he knew about the truth, and the truth was not good. The important thing, Rachel said, is that Jason's here now. He has to he has a quest to fulfill, which means he will need his own prophecy. She closed her eyes and swooned. swooned. Two campers rushed forward to caught and caught her. A third ran to either side of the amphitheater and grabbed a bronze three-legged stool like they had been trained for this duty. They eased Rachel onto the stool in front of the ruined hearth. Without the fire, the night was dark, but green mist started swirling around Rachel's feet. When she opened her eyes, they were glowing. Emeralds, emerald smoke issued from her mouth. The voice that came out was raspy and ancient, the sound of a snake would make if it could talk. Child of lightning, beware the earth, the giant's revenge, the seven shall birth, the forge and dove shall break the gauge, and death unleash through Hera's rage. On the last word, Rachel collapsed, but her helpers were waiting to catch her. They carried her away, her away from the hearth and laid her in the corner to rest. Is that normal? Piper asked. Then she realized she spoke it into the silence and everyone was looking at her. I mean, does she spew green smoke a lot? Gods, you're dense, Drew sneered. She just issued a prophecy, Jason's prophecy, to save Her Hera. Why don't you just... Drew, Annabeth snapped. Piper asked a fair question. Something about that prophecy... Definitely isn't normal. If breaking Hera's cage unleashes her rage and causes a bunch of death, why would we free her? I might be a trap, or or Hera maybe will turn on her rescuers. She's never kind to heroes. Jason rose. I don't have much choice. Hera took my memory I needed back. Besides, we can't just not help the Queen of the Heavens if she's in trouble. A girl from Hephaestus' cabin stood up. Nyssa, the one with the red bandana. Maybe, but you should listen to Annabeth. Hera can be vengeful. She threw her own son, our dad, down a mountain just because he was ugly. Real ugly, snickered someone from the Aphrodite. Shut up, Nissa growled. Anyway, we've also got to think, why beware the earth? And what's the giant's revenge? What are we dealing with here that's powerful enough to kidnap the queen of the heavens? No one answered, but Piper noticed Annabeth and Chiron having silent exchanged. Piper thought it went something like, Annabeth, the giant's revenge. No, it can't be. Chiron, don't speak of it here. Don't scare them. Annabeth, you're kidding me. We can't be that unlucky. Chiron, later, child. If you told them everything, they would be too terrified to proceed. Piper knew it was crazy to think she could read their expressions so well. Two people she barely knew, but she was absolutely positive she understood them, and it scared the jubbers out of her. Juju blood of her. Jujubes. Annabeth took a deep breath. It's Jason's quest, she announced, so it's Jason's choice. Obviously, he's a child of lightning. According to tradition, he may according to tradition, he may choose any two companions. Someone from the Hermes cabin yelled, Well you're Well you, obviously, Annabeth, you've gotten the most experience. No, Travis, Annabeth said. First off, I'm not helping Hera. Every time I've tried, she's deceived me, or it's come back to bite me later. Forget it, no way. Secondly, I'm leaving first time 
first thing tomorrow to find Percy. It's connected, Piper blurted out, not sure how she got the courage. You know that's true, don't you? The whole business, your boyfriend's disappearing, it's all connected. How? demanded Drew. If you're so smart, how? Piper tried to form an answer, but she couldn't. Annabeth saved her. You may be right, Piper. If this is connected, I'll find out the other end by searching for Percy. As I said, I'm not about to rush off to rescue Hera, even if her disappearance sets the rest of the Olympians fighting again. But there's another reason I can't go. The prophecy says otherwise. It says who I pick, Jason agreed. The fortune dove shall break the cage. The fortune dove shall break the cage. The forge is a symbol of Volhephaestus. Under the Cabin 9 banner, Nyssa's shoulders slumped, like she'd just been giving a hev- given a heavy anvil to carry. If you have to beware the earth, she said, you should try avoiding traveling over land. You ne- you'll need air transport. Piper was about to call out that Jason could fly, but then she thought better of it. That was for Jason to tell them, and he wasn't volunteering the information. Maybe he figured he'd freak them out enough for one night. The flying chariots broke it, Nyssa continued, and the Pegasi were using them to search for Percy, but maybe Hephaestus Cabin can figure out something else to help. With a Jake incapitated, I'm senior camper. I can volunteer for the quest. She didn't sound enthusiastic. Then Leo stood up. He'd been so quiet, P- Piper had almost forgotten he was there, which was totally not like Leo. It's me, he said. His cabinmate stirred. Several tried to pull him back down to his seat, but Leo resisted. No, it's me, I know it is. I've got an idea for the transportation problem. Let me fix it, I can fix this. Jason studied him for a moment. Piper is sure he's going to tell Leo no. Then he smiled. We started this together, Leo. Seems only right you come along. You find us a ride, you're in. Yes! Leo pumped his fists. It'll be dangerous, Nissa warned him. Hardship, monsters, terrifying suffering. Terrible suffering. Possibly no one... None of you will come back alive. Oh. Leo suddenly didn't sound so excited. Then he remembered everyone was watching him. I mean, oh, cool. Suffering? I love suffering. Let's do this. And Beth nodded. Then, Jason, you only need to choose a third quest member. The Dove. Oh, absolutely. Drew was on her feet and flashing Jason with a smile. The Dove is Aphrodite. Everybody knows that. I'm totally yours. Piper's hands clenched. She stepped forward. No. Drew rolled her eyes. Oh, please, dumpster girl, back off. I had the vision of Hera. Not you. I have to do this. Anyone can have a vision, Drew said. You were just at the right place at the right time. She turned to Jason. Look, fighting is all fine, I suppose, and people who build things. She looked at Leo in disdain. Well, I suppose someone has to get their hands dirty, but you need charm on your side. I can be very persuasive. I could help a lot. The camper started mumbling about how Drew was totally persuasive. Piper could see Drew winning them over. Even Chiron was scratching his beard like Drew's uh, participation suddenly made sense to him. Well, Annabeth said, given the wording of the prophecy, no. Piper's own voice sounded strange in her ears. More insistent, richer in tone. I'm supposed to go. The weirdest thing happened. Everyone started nodding, muttering that, hmm, Piper's point of view made sense, too. Drew looked around, incredulous. Even some of her own campers were nodding. Get over it! Drew snapped at the crowd. What can Piper do? Piper tried to respond, but her confidence started to wane. 
What could she offer? She wasn't a fighter or a planner or a fixer. She had no skills except getting into trouble and occasionally convincing people to do stupid things. Plus, she was a liar. She needed to go on this quest for reasons that went way beyond Jason. And if she did go, she'd end up betraying everyone there. She heard the voice from the dream. Do your bidding, and you may walk away alive. How could she make a choice like that? Helping her father... And helping Jason? Well, Drew said smugly, I guess that settles it. Suddenly, there was a collective gasp. Everyone stared at Piper like she just exploded. She wondered what she'd done wrong. Then she realized there was a reddish glow around her. What? she demanded. She looked above her, but there was no burning symbol like the one that appeared over Leo. Then she looked down and yelped. Her clothes. What in the word was she wearing? She despises dresses. She didn't own a dress. But now she was adorned in a beautiful white sleeveless gown that went down to her ankles with a v-neck so low it was totally embarrassing. Delicate gold armbands circled her biceps. An intricate necklace of amber, coral, and gold flowers glittered on her chest and her hair. Oh my god, she said. What happened? A stunned Annabeth pointed at Piper's dagger, which was now oiled and gleaming, hanging on her side in a golden cord. Piper didn't want to draw it. She was afraid of what she would see, but her curiosity won out. She unsheathed Cap Catropus and stared at her reflection in the polished metal blade. Her hair was perfect, lush and long and chocolate brown, braided with golden ribbons down one side so it fell, her sh so it fell across her shoulder. She even wore makeup. Better than Piper would ever know how to do herself. Subtle touches that made her lips cherry red and brought out all the different colors in her eyes. She was... She was... Beautiful, Jason exclaimed. Piper... You, you're a knockout. Under different circumstances, that would have been the happiest moment of her life. But now everyone was staring at her like she was a freak. Drew's face was full of horror and revolution... And revulsion. No! She cried. Not possible! This isn't for me, Piper protested. I don't understand. Kyron the centaur folded his front legs and bowed at her, and all the camper campers followed his example. Hail Piper McLean, Kyron announced gravely, as if he were speaking at her funeral. Daughter of Aphrodite, Lady of the Doves, Goddess of Love. And that was the end of chapter 10. I hope you guys listened, liked me. What? Uh, enjoyed listening to me read that chapter, and I will come back for more next week. Uh, but with that, Isaac, out.